welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser podcast, where we believe that you deserve to live the life of your dreams, and we are here to help you make that happen. The time is right now for us to break free of conditioned habits that are holding us back from living a life that is abundant and fulfilling. I'm bringing you all of my insight on meditation, mindfulness, and spiritual growth to help you expand your mind and live the dreams that you've always wanted. You'll also be hearing from top leaders in the beauty industry as well as in the health and wellness fields. These experts are going to be bringing you wisdom to integrate into the Limitless movement. I'm your host, Kelly Mason, and if you are as excited as I am, Plug in your headphones, tune out the outside world, and take this time to nourish your mind, your body, and your soul. Let's get to it. Welcome to episode number 34 of the Limitless Hairdresser podcast. And today I have a very special guest for you. And she's not a hairdresser. She's not in the beauty industry. But she has some amazing knowledge that she's going to bring forth. And I think that it's going to help you so much in your personal business and just growing your life. Because today we're going to be talking about relationships. And that is something that all of us have, especially when we're trying to build our business, the foundation of every transaction and everything that's sustainable within our business at the salon or within our business um, networking online is all built on relationships. And my friend Prema, who lives in New York City, she is a lawyer and she started an architecture firm with her husband, Alex, in New York City that's very successful and she is now venturing out and teaching practical spirituality and her emphasis is on relationships and how we met is actually through spirituality so it's such a cool opportunity to have her on here and share her perspective Um, my great uncle who shared so much with me on the spiritual path and meditation and expanding my mind is also her spiritual teacher and that is how we met and she is just such an amazing human being and uh, she has so much value to bring to this episode so I really hope that you grab a notebook and take a ton of notes in this because it will impact your career tremendously if you take some of the advice that Prema is going to share with you today. Some of the things that we talk about are how to manifest what you really want in your life, um, how to attract that specific kind of person that you want to be around, and how relationships really affect every aspect of our business. And she knows her very well on how to build a multi-million dollar business, and she is a part of the Tony Robbins Platinum membership. So she is around people who are networking and building relationships at a very high level. And she's going to let us in on her top tips on how to engage with people and how to build that foundation of trust and sustainability within a relationship so that it can ultimately really better your life and and really take your career to places that maybe they wouldn't go if you didn't build a proper foundation 
And what I love the most is that this is rooted in spirituality. And so there's a, a really energetic dance that happens when we're forming relationships. So we infused a meditation into this episode. So stay tuned towards the end. We're going to do a very powerful meditation that will hopefully help get you into a space to really take this information and instead of just listening and getting inspired to really take it with you and move it forward and implement it into your life so that you can turn it into wisdom. Plug in and tune out the outside world, check in with us, and enjoy this episode with Prema Zilberman. Hi, Prema, and welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser Podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you in New York City. Yeah, I am still in New York City. I have been here for only a day and a half, and this has been like my little podcast tour, and Prema is the final stop on the Limitless Hairdresser New York City podcast tour. So after this, we can celebrate. Yeah. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah! So Prema is my friend and, I don't know, spiritual sister. Yes. And uh, we've known each other for a few years, and I'm really excited for her to share with you not only her journey, but also ways that you can bring spirituality practical spirituality to the forefront of your business and your life. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you, what you're doing currently and what's, what's kind of happening for you right now? So backtrack about 20 years ago, I, um, was in love with a guy and that broke my heart, which dived me into a big depression. And that depression led me to spirituality and I had my spiritual awakening and I was, um, in my early 20s. So then for the next 10 years, I did a ton of spiritual work. I went to India, to different ashrams. I meditated, I chanted, I didn't need any meat. I, you know, everything that you're supposed to do on a spiritual path. Um, and with that, my consciousness would expand more and more and more to be, to get to the bottom of who I am. Um, I met my husband and my husband and I opened an architecture firm and we run it together. And when you're married <laughs> and you run a business together, that's that's a, a much deeper spiritual game. You know, it's very easy being spiritual in, in the cave. But when you're running a business together, that pushes every button that you could ever think of and, uh, you know, makes you go in deeper and deeper. So today I am at a place where I have been able to thank God manifest the man of my dreams I have a, a gorgeous daughter a very successful architectural business and now I am teaching spirituality particularly in the relationship realm because we all need help there and it could always expand there's always the next level your your relationship with yourself and when you're significant to other could always improve so that's where I'm at today awesome I love your, I love how excited she, if you guys meet her in person, she's this Russian goddess, just beautiful little brunette, and she is a fireball. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we actually met through my uncle, who is your spiritual teacher, Teacher, and we're in their office right now, so it's a pretty powerful moment right now, and uh, Prema just got done wrapping up her, I, I guess, launch of her first class yeah it's a workshop it's called the ultimate love life and we go through 
women's development, men's development, feminine and masculine energy, essentially self-love. And it's all about how to improve your relationship with yourself and your significant other. Amazing. And in a little bit, so stay tuned as you're listening into the amazing wisdom that's going to be offered to you through your headphones today. We're going to be doing a guided meditation in a little bit. Um, with Prima and some very, very powerful, special energy. So yes. once we kind of prime you up a little bit, then we'll, ha- we'll dive into that. So why don't we start with how did you manifest this amazing life? You mean you and your husband, Alex, have this beautiful business and you're, it's thriving and growing and you have a, a great relationship and it seems like you're living your dream life. And it's not a coincidence. So what, is, what does that look like for your process? So growing up, I was very programmed. I came as an immigrant and all my life I was taught, okay, you need to make money in order to have a nice life. So I never really paid attention to what made me happy. So growing up, all I would do is just get good grades. And I just, I knew I had to come out of school having a, a good paycheck in order to basically survive. I realized that once I did that, I I went to law school and I became a lawyer and that did not fulfill me Mm -hmm. at all. So that made me look even deeper within. Looking deep, I realized, okay, I'm fulfilled when I'm coming from a place of love and when I do have the material fun things on this plane that I could enjoy and play with. The point is, is... Do your best to get rid of the programming that you were raised with through society, through friends, family, and then really look deep into what is it that makes you happy? What is it that lights you up? And it could be so different for so many people. And then just focus on creating that. And creating that meaning visualize it, take little steps, figure out what needs to be done, and work towards it. It's not rocket science. It's actually really simple. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just get rid of the BS that you were taught growing up, figure out what it is that you want, and just do it every day. Just work towards it. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're... um deciding what it is you want what what did that look like for you what what did Prima want I really wanted my husband I I really wanted to have a partner in life someone that I could share everything with so my my main goal um in my 20s was to find my man and (laughs) yeah and I and I would go on you know I made it like my part-time job I would go on a lot of dates I would be really proactive about it and I would speak as if Mm-hmm. For example, I was signing a lease for an apartment in the East Village and the landlord wanted me to sign a one-year lease. And, and I said to him, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm getting married. He said, oh, <laughs> great. Who's the lucky man? I said to him, I don't, I don't know. I haven't met him yet, but I want to only sign a six-month lease. He, of course, he thought I was nuts. <laughs> but sure enough, five months later, I met my husband. Mm-hmm. So just speaking as if works. It mm-hmm. worked for me. Did you know when you met him that, oh, it just happened? This is it. Look, so I didn't want to get ahead of myself Mm -hmm. because you know how we girls are. We're just like, oh, he's the one, definitely. And then they may not work out because we're just, we're so excited and so anxious to, yeah, to find him. Especially because you had such a strong intention that that is what you were seeking. So whenever you were meeting guys, were you like, maybe this is the one, maybe this is it because I hold such a good thought. Like maybe this is it. Or did you just let it 
how like that part I think people get hung up on because then you start the the seeking kind of thing instead of allowing so I did both mm. like when I met him I was dating other guys <laughs> as well so that way I wouldn't get so caught up oh it's definitely him because I think we could potentially have many potential soulmates and partners but when I met him, I also saw a light shining upon him. That's a vision I had. So maybe that was a sign. Mm. But I made, even though I was really into him, for my mind not to trip me up and make me, oh my God, he's definitely it, I made sure to date other guys until I knew he was definitely the one. Mm. Worked for me. Amazing. And I love that you're really focusing your your wisdom and all of the things that you've accumulated through your life and your, your path to this, you know, kind of certainty and, and knowing into relationships because, you know, as hairdressers, which is mostly who is listening right now, you might be wondering like, well, why is this girl coming on talking about her architecture firm and things? And I felt like it was so important to bring people's outside perspective into ours because there's so much that other people have to offer us in our own business that will help us grow and expand within our own uh, little business world. And Prema's got such a clear kind of system, I guess you call it like a spiritual system of of um, figuring out relationships and how to make them feel fulfilled because as hairdressers all the time, we have relationships. We have a relationship with our clients. We have relationships with our owners of our salon. We have, we have to come into relationships when we want to level up or get to a different space. Um, then you have to have the confidence to know that you're worthy to have this relationship. And so maybe can you talk to us a little bit about what does it look like to, you know, grow a healthy relationship that's going to be built on trust and sustainability and have potential to to withstand so a relationship to me is a place to give first mm. to yourself you have to make sure that you're taking care of that you're not depleting yourself so once you're able to take care of yourself and your needs then it's all about giving to the other party without having any expectations because mm -hmm. expectations set us up for suffering if mm -hmm. they don't meet our expectations we come up with a whole story around it and then that's when suffering happens. Mm. That's really important. I think that's kind of the piece that gets a little confusing because, you know, that's something that people say all the time, give, 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 and uh, take care of yourself first. But it can get very misconstrued because then we start attaching things to that, attaching, attaching them to the outcome. Well, I gave this to them. Why am I not getting it back? I gave this to that person. How come I'm not getting what I want back? And then it creates this suffering well then if you're mm -hmm. expecting something back you're not really giving mm -hmm. then it's a business transaction then it's a quid per quo it's mm -hmm. it's you're not really giving if you're expecting to get something in return mm -hmm. and if you are truly coming from a place of love where you give to yourself and then to others the universe will give it back to you in other ways don't expect it from that same human being but your life will be abundant regardless mm -hmm. that's one of our principles of being a limitless hairdresser, one of the eight principles, giving equals receiving. So you can look at, see, it all is connected. Yes, <laughs> but not necessarily from that individual that you exactly. gave to. You just will be provided for in yes. a way that's 
bigger than what you can imagine. And when you're giving, don't give it when you're that you're depleting yourself. Mm. Make sure that you're still centered. You have what you need, and you're just giving because you you just love to give. And when you give, you're energized by the giving. Mm-hmm. It should energize you, not deplete you. Mm-hmm. What does giving look like to you? Like in the material world, giving, or even in the non-material world, giving. What is that? What does that look like when you're you're building a relationship and you're trying to create a connection? Okay, so for example, if someone is complaining to me about something, mm-hmm. I will give them the space to just really listen to them mm-hmm. without in the back of my head of like, okay, I got to go. Uh, I need to, you know, make dinner and take care of my daughter. Giving my time and space to really listen to them. And if I can help, help. So it could be giving of your time, of your presence, mm-hmm. of just your love. Yeah, that that's amazing because I think sometimes when we, you know, we're bringing these concepts forward to help grow and expand in the the wealth of our life and the wealth of our businesses, and sometimes we we get so confused about what is it? I'm like, what am I supposed to give? I'm, am I supposed to give money? Am I supposed to like go do a bunch of charities? And it's not. Not necessarily. And it could include that. Mm-hmm. So part of the giving is also you should be constantly growing in order to give. So grow who you are, you know, your knowledge base, your value as a hairdresser, learn new skills. So you're more valuable and you could give that. Yeah, giving more of your expertise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or for example, let's say, you know, a, a, a client is not sure of what they want. Instead of rushing through the day and just, you know, giving them whatever service to move on, like really spend the time with them. Mm-hmm. Like really see where they're coming from. Yeah. Because when you're satisfying one need, you might be satisfying a whole other need and you're really giving in that way. Mm. That's interesting because the conversation I just had with Nicole... Chikoki from Truth, Beauty, and Goodness uh, that we just recorded before that, so you'll have to go check out her episode too to hear more about that, was um, the number one tip that she gave to build relationship with, with the clientele and really grow your business is presence. Exactly, yes. Because like you can give a great haircut or you could give a good blow dry, but if you're bringing presence to the table, that's where you are fulfilling the needs of other people and you're giving to these uh, people who are coming to you seeking something. And we might not know, and they might not even want to be open to sharing what that, that is that they need, but by giving them your presence, you're filling that automatically. Yeah. And a lot of people are not sure what presence is. Mm -hmm. Presence is just like really being in that moment, looking into their eyes and just 100% being there not thinking about anything else because our minds are constantly whirling. Mm-hmm. So making a point to take your mind and focus into that moment and be like, okay, what can I give in this moment? What can I receive? And being really open. Mm-hmm. So to, to kind of clarify on being present when you're it's easy to say, right? It's easy to be like, oh, don't think about lunch even if you're hungry. Don't think about what you're going to be doing after this because you're with that person for this next hour. And it sounds easy to be like, okay, mind, stop doing that. But maybe what are some 
some guidance you can give on that because I think that's something all of us struggle with. Like we'll call it like squirrel brain, you know, all of yeah. a sudden you think you're present and you're like, Oh my God, now I'm, now I'm thinking about, did I change my socks this morning? Or, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a constant thing. So what is some uh, tips to be able to harness that in the moment? For me, meditating really helps. And when I meditate, I make sure to bring my mind to one pointedness. And when it's in one pointedness, it's it's able to be calmer and more still. So instead of running like 10,000 miles an hour, it's running maybe 1,000 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So you'll never actually be able to completely get it to stop, I don't think. But just slowing it down. So when you're slowing it down in your meditation practice, when you're interacting moment to moment, you could slow your mind down. You could be meditating when you're speaking to others. Mm -hmm. Another trick I use is I visualize myself in the corner of the room watching myself. Mm -hmm. So that brings me in the moment. Um, another, another trick I do is I um, listen to myself talk as I'm talking. Mm. And that brings me into the moment. That's amazing. What about for listening and being able to be a present listener? And that's something that I've had to learn how to practice doing this uh, podcasting because, you know, a lot of times we're in conversation. We're listening to the other person, but we're not really listening. We're thinking about what we're going to say when they're done talking. <laughs> and it seems like we're listening, but we're really not. And that's been something that I became aware of and when I started doing this. And I didn't think I was. I'm like, I don't do that. I'm totally listening. And as soon as you put this microphone on, I was like, oh, my gosh. I would catch myself getting almost starting to have a slight bit of anxiety because the other person would be talking longer than I thought they were going to take to answer that question. And I was worried I was going to forget the question I was going to ask them. Mm. And so it completely takes away the presence. And then... Uh, whenever the other person stops talking, like if Prima, you stopped answering the question, I would now be like, uh, what was that thing I wanted to ask you? Shoot, now I lost it. Now that's all I can think about is well, that I lost it. you're doing great now, so. Because <laughs> I've been practicing. Good. <laughs> it's working. Yeah. So, okay, how to be an, a present listener. Um, care. If you care, you're going to listen. Mm -hmm. If, if mm -hmm. you're only caring about yourself and how you're going to put, you know, portray yourself and how you're going to come off or, you know, then you don't really care, really care about the other person on the other side. And the other thing is judgment. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, mm -hmm. while we're listening, we're right away, we're judging and, and putting them in a, you know, in a, you know, in a certain box, mm -hmm. listen without putting someone in a certain box or, or like, oh, well, okay, okay. And, and, ma and basically just make things up about them mm -hmm. after they say one or two things, just Listen to the whole thing. Give them the space to really say what they want to say and, and then come up with a conclusion. Yeah. It's kind of taming your ego. Yes. Keeping it in 100%. check. 100%. <laughs> yeah, the ego is going to want to get in there and just being aware of your ego. Yeah. So whenever you're feeling that come up, because I think a lot of people think, well, if you're so spiritual, you must not judge people or you must not this. It still happens, but what are some ways that you put that at bay quicker than being reactive as, you know, whenever you kind of start on this journey really of awareness and that's really what like a maybe a quote unquote spiritual journey is, is just increasing your awareness so that you can 
be better, do better, respond more appropriately and not be so reactive. So do you have any kind of tips on that? Well, I first, I think that judgment could be a good thing Mm -hmm. and a helpful thing. We need to make decisions. We do need to judge at times. But if the goal at the moment is to just be a present listener, just know that that's your goal and do your best to put the mind to the side and listen. It takes practice. It took me years and I'm still working on it. And if you're not growing and expanding, you're contracting. So I'm still constantly working on that. But it's it's a practice. Mm-hmm. Does your practice look different now than it did? What it, when did you maybe start on this? 18 years ago? Yeah, so? 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, Yes and no. Some things are the same. The meditations are the same. The chants are the same. I do. I chant a lot of Sanskrit chants in order to invoke that energy within me. So that's all the same because it's still powerful. And no matter what space you're in, you could always expand that more and more. But some things, because I, um, I've gained the knowledge, I'm able to do walking meditations, meaning as, as I'm going through my day to day, I do my best to be as present as possible. And that's a meditation in itself. Mm-hmm. So kind of the same, a little bit different. Do you feel like um, your mind, you have a different relationship with your mind? Yes. Before I had zero, like not zero, but I I basically was not aware what was going on there. It was just like an autopilot flying all over the place, just totally programmed. It's interesting you say that though, because this is something I've been really interested in is that people can still be unconscious and be successful. Yes. Appear to be successful. Yes. Because you're programmed to do X, Y, and Z. And it's a formula for a a perceived success. Mm -hmm. So if you go to law school, you'll become a lawyer and you'll get a job as a lawyer and you'll make a certain amount of money. So that is a certain level Mm -hmm. of success. But that's also being on autopilot and not knowing if that's what you really want to be doing or not with your life. So I went from from being... um, as I would say, just like going through the motions of life, mm-hmm. but not really living life, mm-hmm. where now I do my very best to be as aware as possible. I'm sure I still have tons of programming to get through and to release. And am I not, am, you know, I might never release all of my programming, but it's, it's a journey. And I'm just like a lot more aware of what I want to do with my life. How do you kind of decide to, what to focus on releasing or what to, what to, have be at the forefront of healing or growing into or past? I think that's when, you know, our problems actually are gifts. So whatever is our biggest pain point, that's what you should focus on first. Mm. So mine was I, 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 I didn't like being single. I wanted my husband. So I focused on that. And then, okay, then it was material wealth. So whatever it is that you're not happy with, just focus on that. Mm. So at your phase now where you're seemingly, you know, you've gotten all of those things that you were trying to manifest back in the day, what are, what are the things that you would work on now and do they seem smaller or bigger? They're different. And I think once you achieved your goal, you should always look for the next goal because again, if you're not working towards your next goal, you're contracting mm-hmm. because everything on this planet is either growing or dying. 
So my next phase is getting more into sharing what I've learned spirituality wise. Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about helping people with their relationships. So now I'm concentrating on that. It's a whole new thing for me and, and, and sharing and teaching. And that's, that's, that's that for me. How does that make you feel coming into this different role that you've been, you know, being like in financial and in like the very like corporate kind of business world and now coming into this different area. Like, how does that, how does that feel to be kind of stepping into that place? It, it feels pretty natural because I yeah. think this is whom, what I am essentially. That was more having to do with like the society programming mm-hmm. where this is more of like, okay, now I get to be more of me. Mm-hmm. And how was there at a point because I mean, I've known you for a few few years now and never really thought like, oh, she seems like really unhappy with her job. So what was like, what is that kind of like in your mind when you kind of know it's time to move on to the next thing? And, and how does that work in like convincing yourself that, yes, it is time and not, OK, well, maybe we'll wait. OK, maybe we'll wait or you know, because I feel like a lot of people who are listening, they might be in a similar situation where they're like making good money, maybe at a salon, but maybe they're dreaming. Their dream would be to have their own or maybe their dream is to become a platform artist or work at a um, fashion week or something like that. And they just keep thinking, well, that's that'll happen in the future. Or maybe that'll be my five year goal instead of, well, what if you're ready right now? How do you know? You know, if you want it bad enough, so you just go for it. And I, I don't recommend just cutting the tie completely. I think that taking steps, baby steps towards your goal is the way to go because that way you could feel it out to see if that's really what you want. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you're working for someone, but you want to have your own salon, why don't you have a, like a side hustle and have a client or two come to your home, you know, feel it out, see if, you know, the, the revenue's coming in before completely cutting the, the ties with your current employer. Mm-hmm. So just working on what you want and making sure that whatever you have currently, if you need it to keep up your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. have that in place as well. So it's a transition instead of just, you know. Completely diving in. Yeah. Hmm. For some people, it does work better to completely dive in. But I guess I I work a little bit on on the safer side. It could be a little, it could almost invoke some stress and then questioning So you probably would have a better opportunity of success and longevity if you ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) What else? What should we talk about now? (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit more more about your relationship program and what kind of classes you're teaching and what what does that look like in in a class format or... So when I was single, I was really on a mission to find my husband. And I did a ton of research. I had so much experience just going on dates and learning about men. And I became really passionate about that. And then once I found my husband, I thought like, okay, so, you know, great. Everything's going to be rosy from now on. But it wasn't. So a lot of like some, you know, we get into fights especially running a business together so then again now as a married woman I delve deep into researching how to make my relationship the best it can be so now I have about 20 years now of being single and being married and 
putting my spiritual practices into that, it just, it makes for a great combo and to sharing that info. And it's really helpful. I, I wish I knew the things I know now. So we're, we're helping basically anyone who either who's single and wants to find the love of their life or who's already in a relationship and if the relationship is suffering, how to get it out of that. Um, right. Or even if you, you already have a great relationship, how to take it to the next level. So we're using spiritual tools and a lot of scientific-based tools to um, share the information and help people. And do you have like a system or is it, is it like a practices or like dedications? What is it? What is it like? So we, we do some self-love practices because it all goes back to you. You are a reflection of your world. So if you're single right now, it's, you know, most likely you may feel unworthy or you may feel uh, you're not deserving of having someone loving you. So we go deep into that. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in a relationship and you guys are fighting, it's like looking at what, what struggles you have. We have a system. We go very deep into masculine, feminine energy. Both mm-hmm. men and women have both masculine and feminine. And this day and age, the roles get a, a little twisted and people are not sure what they should be doing when. And that causes a lot of fights and friction and couples. Uh, we also go into the different stages of a man and the different stages of a woman. So men have more of a linear process in their growth where women could be many things and jump around because, of course, we're a bit more complicated than men. (laughs) So we go into that and just being aware who you are, what stage you're in, and where you may be going next. Mm -hmm. We talk about different levels of loving. Uh, We talk about different stressors in a relationship. So it is structured in that we have, um, we use a lot of experts that have been in this field mm-hmm. in addition to our own knowledge. Cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Are you guys going to be offering it to public or what's your plan for it? So we're, right now we're doing workshops that are local in New York and we're keeping them small so that way we could have a conversation going and, and customize it to the people that are coming in. And then we're offering coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Um, weekly calls and um, so that way let's say if they're dating and you know how to help them to get to the next level how to you know get their boyfriend to be their husband like you know giving them tips on what they could do in order to bring out their feminine or Mm. or the opposite for the man to bring out his masculine Mm. yeah but we will be offering it on um, uh, more of a web workshop cool yep I love it not there yet but yeah it's so fun so for self-care, and it sounds like a lot of this is centered around focusing on yourself. Yes. <laughs> what does self-love look like to you now in self-care? Really paying attention to what I need and giving it to myself, especially as a mother, as a wife, as a business owner. Um, just really paying attention and not letting myself, not because normally, especially mothers, we tend to like put ourselves, you know, um, last on the list mm-hmm. you know would take care of the house the kids our husband but really just like we're as as important as they are because mm-hmm. if we can't take care of ourselves can't take care of them yeah so just paying attention to the needs and i feel like there's a lot there's probably a lot of working mamas who are listening including myself and it can be kind of hard to feel like you are have all of this responsibility and I feel like that's something that 
I've heard a lot of the people I've talked to express and I felt it myself like this responsibility that we have to hold it all together and, and juggle all these things. How do you, you know, there's just like work-life balance. I don't really believe that there's a balance because you, there's never going to be a, a way to be like, when I do this and this and this, this will all just be perfect and that's how it be because something will disrupt it. Yeah. So I call it work-life harmony. What does that look like? Um, like how would you express to keep that in a harmony? So I think it goes back to staying true to who you are. So if you are loving what you're doing, I, I try to incorporate my husband and my daughter to be a part of that. Mm. So it's, it's to me, it's more like a blend work mm -hmm. life. Like my life is my work and my work is my life. Mm -hmm. So I do my best to include them as much as possible. So that way I get to spend as much time as possible with her and with him. Mm-hmm. That's been my answer. Yeah. Just trying to um, stop separating it, your life. Exactly. Compartmentalizing everything Exactly. So much. Yes. I, I try to include my husband and my daughters on many trips as possible if I need to travel. Um, yeah. I, I just include them as much as possible. And I think even just talking about it, like having what you're doing be part of the regular conversation. Yes. I find that whenever I get so focused on my work and it becomes like my thing and I'm like, this is my thing and my work that my family, specifically my husband will start to, I will actually feel the distance growing between us because I now almost am making my work my, the, what's most important to me. So I've found that even just having conversations about it and getting excited about it with him, because sometimes I'll be like, eh, this is too hard to explain. I'm not even going to tell him. I'll just be like, it's good. <laughs> and when I actually take the time to share what I'm doing and why and, and not even maybe the mechanics of it, like, oh, I set this thing up and then did back end of this or whatever, but the excitement about it and why it makes me happy makes him feel like I'm not neglecting. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I'm doing this because I love it more, but I'm doing it because it makes me feel really good so that I can be good when I'm here with you. That's beautiful. That's yeah. great that you're doing that. Yeah. Also, I feel like a lot of men, sometimes they compete with mm -hmm. their wives mm -hmm. because they want to be more successful because traditionally masculine energy is on a mission. They're the breadwinners. They're the hunters mm -hmm. where women are the gatherers. So, so if you are, you know, experiencing career success they might you know feel your masculine energy yeah yeah and then they because men what they do for they compete so if your if your masculine energy comes out and their masculine energy is coming out then that's that's not good for a relationship if you're gonna butt heads mm -hmm. yeah it's almost like um the the men at least <laughs> my husband you know he he would I, I think his like version of me in his mind is like I'm wearing this flowy dress and I'm dancing around the kitchen. I'm barefoot. I like that too. I've That's got all these babies and it's just like this whimsical kind of vision of me when like I am like that in my, I would say like my energy when I'm really aligned, like that's how you would probably feel around me or he would feel around me. But in the reality, I'm like, boss and you know very 
like owning that masculine energy in business because I have to have deadlines and I've got to have things done and I've got to have leadership and I've got to be, have radical candor and have conversations. And so I feel like I harness a lot of my masculine energy. And so to have a good balance with him, I almost need to like turn that, like kind of like turn the knob down on that. That, yeah, that's exactly what we go to, into in, in our workshop. Yeah, so when you come home, do your best to go into your feminine mm-hmm. because what makes a relationship work is the polarity. Oh. He's in his masculine and you're in your feminine. If you come in with your masculine and he's in his masculine, it's just there's not enough polarity. So do your best to bring your feminine energy. And, you know, for some women it means, you know, when you come home, take a bath mm-hmm. you know you know use essential oils put on like a, a nice beautiful little you know gown lingerie whatever <laughs> it may be. be sexy exactly and or, for yourself right of course like we love we we love being women we chose to be women so mm-hmm. and even in i'm now i'm kind of my wheels are turning and i'm i'm thinking about this this masculine and feminine energy even in a work environment where maybe if you have conflict with another person and you're feeling like butting heads and like your inner dialogue is kind of going like, oh, that person, I guess, you know, she's always so, thinks she's always so right all the time. And, ugh, you know, maybe there's a masculine fem- feminine energy imbalance where maybe you're both like harnessing so much masculine energy that it's kind of butting heads. So like, how would you overcorrect those things to kind of coexist and well, I'm I'm not much into conflict, but normally, like if I feel the conflict, I uh-huh. talk about it, mm. or I just like change my energy and just not get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. So if it's two women that are yeah, fighting, because our industry is like eighty percent, eighty maybe even eighty five percent women, and then all working together all the time. So you can kind of imagine. What that is but like femi- women fight too it's not yeah. you know it could be just you know female and mm-hmm. female versus female fighting right i think it has to do, do do more about egos yeah not necessarily feminine masculine energy it's more like wanting to be right mm-hmm. wanting to feel significant not feeling recognized not feeling uh, heard i think it has to do more with that yeah. potentially yeah that's yeah that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> so what, what would you say because we are just a bunch of women and there's some men, there's some men, but a majority of women to a big mission of ours in the industry right now. And I know a lot of people are feeling this and craving it is community over competition. Yep. And just the more that we all unite and can uh, appreciate each other, it's going to grow and develop in a much more beautiful way and a more powerful way. And, so what what would be some ways you think that we could work on that with the ego? So that goes back to giving mm-hmm. when we were discussing. So like if you find yourself about getting into a fight, be like, okay, take a step back and look at the situation because is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. Whatever the situation would be, just ask yourself, will this really even matter in a week? Like, is it really that important Mm -hmm. to, like, have all this, like, hectic energy around yourself and with others? No. Never, for the most part. Yeah. Unless you're a person who thrives off of that. What do you do with people? What do you do when you're around 
this is getting really interesting, but maybe at in like a salon setting and there's a person who's always having that where they're seeking it and like the pot stir. Like how do you not get affected by that? I think take some time to get to know what their issue is, mm. potentially help them if you can, talk about it, see if it could be fixed. If not, remove that person because it's not fair to the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. mm, that's interesting. I think a lot of people are going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, <laughs> you know, this is a kind of concept that we've talked about on here before is, is uh, mirroring. So what you see in other people may be what you need to work on on yourself. Yes. So maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So if you find someone who's, um, you know, acting out, ask yourself, like, what did I do to potentially create this mm -hmm. and see what pops into your head? Mm -hmm. But really be calm and come from a place of really wanting to know and not just like jump into a conclusion. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. You know, I just. I'm always right. This person is a bitch. <laughs> need to get rid of her. Yeah, just come yeah. from a place of giving to yourself. Like, look around and be like, okay, this is my world right now. It's a reflection of who I am. Mm -hmm. What do I need to work on? And if someone is bitchy, maybe that's a part of who you are and you need to work on that. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. With, with yourself and things you might not like about yourself. We all have things we might not like about ourselves. Just face it. Yeah. And, you know, I think whenever we start to do that and we do have that inner reflection, which for me comes up a lot through meditation, that's where I can normally find like what's going on or, you know, if I'm feeling a lot of resistance, like, ugh, I just can't seem to get what I want right now and I'm doing all of the things like, what is it? Or why is that person not like me? Like, I'm so nice to them when I'm around them or whatever it might be in, in meditation, asking that. And you, like you said, being able to be quiet enough to hear the answer and then also not judge the answer. Yeah. Yeah, and different situations have, you know, different, like someone might not like you has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. It's like they say, it's none of your business what they think of you. Yeah. It's, it's their business. It's whatever's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. Or if like things aren't happening as fast as you want them to happen, maybe it's just that they're not supposed to. You have many more lessons to learn mm -hmm. because if everything happened when you wanted it to happen, then will, will you be bored. Like, yeah. what are you doing then? Like if everything would just instantly appear. Yeah. You need to have the uncertainty to appreciate the certainty yeah. that you have. Hmm. And the lessons that come with creating what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Because when you're creating what you want, you're growing yourself mm -hmm. and expanding who you are. And the more you grow, the more you could give because then you could pass on the lessons to others. Yes. Sharing is caring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what do you think? Do you want to do meditation now? Yeah, let's do it. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I want to be like, how do you guys feel? We feel great. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Prema is going to tell you all a little bit about this meditation and then we'll go ahead and dive in. So wherever you are, if you are driving a car, don't close your eyes. But if you are uh, in a safe spot or if maybe you want to come back to this later, go ahead and pause it at this time and uh, come back to it whenever you're you're prepared to be alone and have a little moment to yourself. 
So you want to share with us kind of what the, the uh, foundation of this meditation is and what it's for? Yep. So the background music will be a Sanskrit chant, the Gayatri Mantra, sung by Sai Baba, who he's, um, people consider him an avatar. And the chant itself should ignite the light within you that's already there, but make it bigger, brighter for your authentic self to come out even more so. So this meditation is going to be about cleansing and getting rid of as much BS as possible from your body, from your minds, and just cleaning it out and calming you. So my spiritual teacher, Philip Budin, who's your uncle, mm-hmm. uh, he was a very close student of Sai Baba, and Sai Baba had millions of followers. He's in India. I went to visit him in India in 2007. He's not alive right now, but his reincarnation is coming back. And uh, he's, he's basically born knowing that he is God and he's able to manifest things right in front of uh, people and heal people. And he has a big following and he's, you know, some people consider him as, as powerful as Jesus and Moses and Buddha. So... Sit comfortably and take a deep breath through your nose. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's do that again. Hold it. Now breathe it out. Now visualize a beam of white light coming from the sky, piercing through your body, through the top of your head, down to your heart, and spreading all over your body. Visualize your body as being a white, bright beam of light, cleansing, energizing, purifying. Look at yourself and watch your body be one big ball of light. Feel your body tingling with sensations of energy. All your organs are being energized now. Your body is being cleansed by the beautiful white light that the universe, God, source, whatever resonates with you is sending to you and cleansing you. Now visualize what you would like to accomplish. What does it look like, smell like, feel like? Visualize 
Now visualize the white energy from up above, energizing that image of what you'd like to create in your life. Is it having your own salon? Is it being on the beach with your loved ones? Now bring that image into your body and make it a part of who you are. So that way you can live as if it's already happening. Feel the love for the future you. Now let's thank the universe, God, source, for providing you with everything you already have. And let's thank the universe, source, God, for the future you that will have even more of what you desire and want in this lifetime. So be it. Amen. Thank you, Prema. I feel like an incredible burst of energy. It's great. Yeah. And you could always access this mantra on YouTube. Just just put in Gayatri Mantra by Sai Baba. So everyone has access to this incredible energy. Mm. I hope you guys feel amazing because I do. <laughs> and, you know, meditation, it doesn't always have to be this huge realization, this huge thing, it's simply just being. Yeah. At least for me sometimes. And people slowing peop down. Slowing down. So often people will be like, oh, I can't meditate. My mind goes too fast. I have too many thoughts. I'm like, <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. But it's just taking the time. It's not about how long, mm -hmm. it's about the quality. So you could even do it for a minute and it'll energize you. Mm -hmm. And there's so many good meditation apps out there now. Mm -hmm. Headspace, Unplugged. There's so much help out there now. Yeah. I really love Unplugged. And I worked with them a little bit. And they're, they've got some amazing teachers on there. Yeah. Ooh, it's good stuff. Yeah, and they have such a variety. Yeah. And quick, sometimes they're three minutes. You can find some that are 10 or 20 minutes. But, yeah amazing 
anything else you want to add before we hop off here? I just want to wish everyone, in addition to the best of luck, self-acceptance. You're mm. doing great. <laughs> you're doing awesome. You know, you're here. You know, we, we're all so serious. Mm-hmm. You know, taking life, you know, oh, you have to do this and that. Like, just be easy on yourself. You're doing mm-hmm. amazing. And have fun. Yeah. Have fun because mm-hmm. the more fun you could have, the more you want to do. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So just appreciate where you are at this point. Don't beat yourself up. You're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your bodies. <laughs> yeah. You know, this lifetime is going to come and go. Yeah. I think that's a good reminder sometimes is this is just your life. <laughs> so <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Enjoy it. Amazing. Thank you, Prema. I love you. Thank you. You're incredible. And I hope that you all really love this and found some really interesting and incredible value from it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. I'll drop all of the notes below where you can uh, follow Prima on Instagram. She's always got the most amazing stories that will make you feel really energized on her Instagram stories with little uh, memes and mantras and uh, little tips on there. So make sure to follow her as well at Ignite underscore your underscore spiritual underscore magic. Yeah. Ignite Ignite your spiritual spiritual magic. magic. Woo. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye.